Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast. My name is Patty. I am stationed at Herbs to Your Health. Our address is, well, who knows what our address is. The post office keeps changing it. Anyway, we're on South Pennsylvania Avenue in Greensburg. I know that for sure. I'm not sure of the number. Our phone number, however, is 724-836-7440. Our website is www.herbstoyourhealth.net. First story comes from a 76-year-old customer who had a black spot in front of one of his eyes, freaked out, went for an emergency eye doctor appointment, thought it was macular degeneration. It wasn't, he came directly to the shop for Perfect Eyes and MacuGuard. He also got rid of uh, his dry eyes. He takes a program, he's a very, very uh, diligent, vigilant supplement taker, and he's always adding something. Did you know that dry eye disease, yep, they have a name for everything, is more prevalent than most people realize? Um, 16 million people in the United States alone are impacted by this condition, like half of all adults. So probiotics are um, have re- give you relief for this widespread ailment, and um, super omega oils, krill oil, super omega. Okay, there was a recent study at Baylor College of Medicine, and the findings show that probiotics reduce um, dry eye symptoms better than eye drops, ointments, gels, or other treatment options. The implications of these findings underscore the far-reaching effects of healthy gut microbiome. So we can unlock greater protective benefits in supporting eye health. And when you bolster your gut health, you can actually achieve optimum health and wellness. There was a doctor who really tried to be on my radio show uh, really a long time ago, but his he was in an office building in his practice and when he couldn't call out he uh, for some reason and he never showed up for the radio program. Anyway, he always said, uh, give your gut a crack at it. Whatever is wrong with you, give your gut a crack at it. So digestive health, of course, probiotics play a vital role in maintaining a healthy digestive system. By promoting a balanced gut microbiome, probiotics support optimal digestion, nutrient absorption, a robust immune response within the gastrointestinal tract, Probiotics play a crucial role in strengthening immune function, defend against harmful pathogens, and reduce the risk of infections, mental well-being um, because of the gut-brain connection. Probiotics help modulate neurotransmitter activity, reduce inflammation, support a healthy stress response. 
Uh, P.S. If stress is your issue, anxiousness works great in passion flower. Swear by passion flower. Um, it has passion flower has been compared to Ativan and works better. Not that I've ever taken Ativan, I haven't. I stick with passion flower. Uh, probiotics give us healthy skin. Um, so they promote a healthy skin microbiome, reducing inflammation, supporting barrier function, and alleviating conditions like um, eczema, psoriasis, whatever. And um, probiotics help with your eyes. So, and I would say in addition to omega-3s and blinking, <laughs> blink regularly and take visual breaks. Also, um, bile, bile production that's done by the liver and gallbladder. Well, it's, it's produced by the cells of the liver and then stored in the gallbladder. Um, Bile removes waste and toxins from the body and uh, breaks down compounds. It emulsifies fats so they can be absorbed, which allows the body to absorb fat-soluble nutrients. So those fat-soluble nutrients are, are um, micronutrients like vitamins A, D, E, K, magnesium, iron, calcium, so uh, yeah, we would have bone loss or osteoporosis if we couldn't absorb those, our bodies couldn't. And also it is very important for the eyes because those vitamins are important for the eyes. Um, a person I hadn't seen in a while came in and, and recounted, regaled I should say, all the natural healers this person had consulted in the past few years. And I said, well, that's great. I'm sure you had some success, so why are you here, basically? And the person said, I have never felt worse. Um, here's what's extremely difficult to cover within a consultation because it takes too long and takes time away from a person's, you know, them talking about themselves or me talking about them. Um, I'm a natural healer who teaches people to identify the root cause of their ailments and eliminate them, not just treat the symptoms. So it's, I feel like a salmon swimming upstream sometimes because, you know, people are inundated. They could go home, turn the TV on, watch the news or uh, the weather first thing in the morning put the weather channel on if you want to get some stress let's do that um you know and the the drug commercials tell you that you treat the symptoms and you go to your doctor and ask for something so they do so they do even if people say i tune out the commercials the drug commercials they, they're going into your cells that information is going into your subconscious and when people get scared, what do they do? They default. Um, so we don't just treat the symptoms. I got started because of my own health issues um, 
first I began with supplements like, like drug alternatives, treating symptoms, and I didn't get great results until I changed my way of thinking and uh, the way I think about health and disease. Um, so let's identify the cause and work on that. When someone asks, how do you treat XYZ disease label? They're most likely thinking that health is the absence of disease, but it, really it's the reverse. Disease is the absence of health. So think about the difference there. It's important to understand that. Um, and here's a, a bit of an analogy. You don't cure darkness. You don't treat darkness. The only thing that cures darkness is to turn on a light. The only way to cure disease is to rebuild health. It's not about the disease. That's why I tell people it's not about what your disease label is. It's about health. Health is a function of energy, the level of vitality in the body. All disease is diminishing this vital energy. When you completely, re re completely lose this energy, the result, of course, is death. Um, that's why energy is really a big um, focus concept in all traditional systems of healing. The Chinese call it chi, the Ayurvedics call it prana, Native Americans call it spirit, Western medicine calls it, believe it or not, they have a name for it, vital force. Um, so, but in allopathic medicine, everything is structural and biochemical as if spirit chi or prana no longer exists. It's not energetic. Drugs and surgery manipulate the structure, but when you think about that, there's something wrong with that model fundamentally. So, um, you know, your bo our bodies are constantly changing. Like Deepak Chopra said, you don't step into the same stream twice. Um, our cells are dying and being restructured every three to four days. There's not one speck of matter in your body today that was there seven years ago, believe it or not. Um, so how can it just be physical and biochemical? How could I remember things that happened more than seven years ago if there's no material left from who I was seven years ago? There's something beyond that. What I've learned is that restoring health is treatment by prevention. In other words, building health is the same if you're trying to grow old without aging or regain your health that you have lost. It's all the same. Rebuilding health means doing the things you should have done to stay healthy in the first place. Naming diseases is so, what a waste of time and energy and books and paper and school, I guess. People go to school to name diseases. Uh, I don't need to know what anyone's medical diagnosis is. In fact, I wish I didn't know what, what they were. A lot of diseases are names of patterns of symptoms. For instance, you know, the most popular example, I guess, is arthritis. If you took Latin, you know, uh, itis means heat, swelling, and pain, and arth means joints. So if you go to a doctor and say, I have um, pain in my knees or hips or shoulders or 
whatever and you know I have swelling and pain and the doctor tells you you have arthritis you told him your symptoms in English and he told them back to you in Latin one of my favorite herbalists Samuel Thompson around in the 1600s I think says the knowledge of the origin of a malady is weightier than knowing the name so that means it's more important what what is causing the body to be sick makes all the difference in Samuel Thompson he also said why do you talk about diseases in Latin anyway except to confuse people appendicitis laryngitis many disease names were actually invented by invented by marketing companies because of course the it's probably the marketing arm of the pharmaceutical company because they have a drug let's invent a disease to sell the drug um, so shyness becomes social anxiety disorder heartburn becomes GERD uh, but really when you name a disease you have very little useful information as to how how to go about helping someone become healthy uh, very difficult for me to hear labels and tell people what to do uh, I, you know I don't I'm not an allopathic herbalist it's totally worthless information it's absurd when you think about it it's like throwing a recipe at the name a cookbook medicine so you don't get at what's going on I remember a while back um, my nephew had cellulitis and I said did you ask what caused it and he said no I said why not and he said because they don't really care which is I guess true I don't know I don't know maybe they do care maybe they just don't aren't trained to ask anyway if I don't know about you that is to say if I haven't done a consultation I have no no way of knowing what to do I need um, a bit more information about you to recommend a path in fact disease is a manifestation of your life energy it's not something you need to expel from your body it tells you what you need to do to work with your body so when I hear people say um, you know I had breast cancer and I had to get rid of my breasts I had it or the person who said my mother had ovarian cancer PS she didn't even die of ovarian cancer she just had it and this person got O ovaries removed if you think removing ovaries is stopping you from getting what's stopping you from getting ovarian cancer you don't have ovaries not stopping you from getting some other kind of cancer symptoms while annoying are the result of diminished health and vitality not the cause of diminishing health and vitality therefore treating symptoms is trying to fix the effect effect without addressing the cause it's a very simple idea when you give a disease a name you're talking about a result you never fix anything by trying to fix a result only way to fix it is to go back and figure out what the cause was therefore we have to go back go beyond the nomenclature of a disease name um, anytime you take a pharmaceutical drug you're focusing on symptoms it's like trying to fix your car by unplugging the sensors or you know I had a, 
check engine light on my dashboard and I got a hammer and pounded it until it you know, didn't work anymore. All you're doing is, is, it make, is making it easier to ignore the fact that there's a problem and postpone dealing with it properly. Symptoms are like warning signals, wake-up calls. Um, the body is constantly giving us feedback through uncomfortable sensations. They're messages telling us what the body needs. So a while back, I worked with a person whose husband was a doctor at the time, probably retired by now, and she wanted to start a supplement business and so she would call me and tell me all about the person and I would say, okay, here's the program. And finally she said, why do you start everybody off with Megacal or super supplementals? I said, because I'm trying to address the nutrient deficiencies in the body. So there's no way uh, other things can work. I mean, maybe they will work, but I don't do allopathic herbalism. Um, the, the, the symptoms, many disease symptoms are generated by the body in an effort to heal itself. So if you've ever had food poisoning and thrown up, mm, very classic case of your body trying to heal itself. Um, the, the symptoms aren't about, aren't the enemy. They're not the problem. Um, so Chronic illness is the symptoms or coping mechanisms because the body has lost the vital energy to throw off the symptoms. And why did the body lose the vital energy? Because of a lack of nutrients, micro, macro nutrients needed to sustain health or the presence of irritants and toxins that are damaging to the body or ongoing mental and emotional stress that's not being dealt with in a constructive manner. It's lack of self-care. So if we take care of ourselves, um, the natural healer's job is kind of easy. And P.S. it isn't to treat diseases. It's to figure out what is lacking that is necessary to sustain health and what is present that is interfering with health. That's it. Symptoms are great clues that guide us to the process of discovery and symptomatic relief isn't heal, healing. So I personally would rather spend money on health than disease care. Natural health isn't about fighting disease, it's, it's about building health. Um, by current estimates, the universe contains over 100 billion galaxies. Eh, that's probably low, it's probably an infinite number. Each one containing an estimated 200 billion suns, probably an infinite number, uh, which boils down to there are countless uh, trillions of planets, each one filled with the all-pervasive presence of that which created them. When you consider that we're all made of the same presence, then it isn't easy to believe that our bodies can heal themselves. We don't have to fall prey to the diseases of aging. Did you know that Thomas Edison even said, the doctor of the future will no longer treat the human frame with drugs, but rather with, will cure and prevent disease with nutrition. 
Well, Thomas Edison was uh, voted down by <laughs> Rockefeller and Carnegie and Dow from the Dow Chemical and DuPont from the DuPont Chemical Company. Anyway, here's something that's really extremely healthy for us. And I think about this every time I get stuff from the local farmer's market and I put extra virgin olive oil on it. Not all of all olive oil is the same. It's not all equal. The one we have at Herbs to Your Health is unfiltered, cold pressed, um, comes from USDA certified organic olives grown without pesticides, hand picked at the peak of ripeness and milled within hours of harvest. And our olive oil provides more than 600 milligrams of naturally occurring olive polyphenols three times the amount found in ordinary store-bought bought olive oils. Uh, it supports endothelial function and cardiovascular health, promotes healthy blood pressure, is um, very high in antioxidant polyphenols. So if you focus on a heart-healthy Mediterranean diet, which is fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, and nuts, limited intake of animal flesh, uh, herbs and spices, sea salt, lean proteins, like um, if you wanna eat fish, I guess. I mean, if you know where it's, or who caught the fish, or poultry, if you know where the who the farmer is and what I don't know, you know I don't um, eat those so because I don't want to go figure all that stuff out. But the most important ingredient of a healthy Mediterranean diet is olive oil. It's high in monounsaturated fatty acids, which is less susceptible to oxidation than other types. And it has just has abundant health benefits. Um, <clears throat> so you know, uh, people have you know, they want. I guess as human nature is, people want to be re remembered by some good that they did. So you know, we have the Carnegie Museum of Art. We don't remember what Andrew Carnegie did. Um, we have the the Nobel Peace Prize. Did you know that Alfred Nobel, you know what he was known for? Alfred Nobel, dynamite. <laughs> he created dynamite. Let's blow them all up. So uh, we remember him because of the Nobel Prize, prizes. In 2015, the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine went to treatments derived from nature, including plants. Ancient civilizations relied on plants to treat illnesses. The ancient Egyptian papyrus, a scroll from 1550 BC, that's over 100 pages long, details 700 medicinal plants and how to use them. Um, 
16th century BC also details the use of herbal medicine. And then we know during the 1800s and early 1900s, the knowledge of herbal medicine was passed down from one generation to the next. Usually it was the woman of the house who was well-versed in the use of herbs for healing and would act as the family's physician not only to treat illnesses but also to prepare various herbal wellness tonics and other remedies. Today the World Health Organization estimates that 80% of the world's population still uses traditional remedies including plants as their primary health care tools. Herbs can support you, your health from a very basic level, just like foods do. Um, you know, you if we lived in the late 1800s or early 1900s, we could have walked into a drugstore and found hundreds of herbal extracts for sale. Up to 90% of the population at that time knew how to use medicinal plants growing in their backyards to treat common illnesses and injuries, they had to, because that was the only medicine available. Um, with the rise of what is now known as conventional allopathic medicine, shortly before World War I, herbalism slowly fell out of favor and began to be thought of as folk medicine. Rather than viewing nature as the source of healing, as had been done for centuries, people began to view drugs and other modern healing methods as superior. Uh, if you would like to start using medicinal plants, come to Herbs to Your Health and we will put you on, point you in the right direction. When I hear people say, um, the herbalist put me on this. Well, you know, we can't prescribe, we can't diagnose, we can recommend, suggest, but you put yourself on programs. So, yeah, I'm happy to suggest it, but it's up to you to execute it. <laughs> if you've forgotten about the importance of protease enzymes, here's a little bit of a refresher. If you remove all the water from the body, what you'd be left with it would be mostly protein. Proteins not only form the basic structure of the body, they're also involved in regulating its function. For example, neurotransmitters, enzymes, and many hormones are composed of protein. When we eat protein, however, the body has to break this protein down into its component parts, amino acids, this is done by means of hydrochloric acid and proleolytic enzymes. Proteases are plant-based proleolytic enzymes that help break proteins down into smaller proteins and amino acids. Um, well, they're of great benefit to people who have difficulty digesting proteins, but they have even broader therapeutic actions. Protease enzymes have proven helpful for a wide variety of health problems. Um, for instance, taking protease between meals can help get rid of parasites because it literally digests them. Cancer cells surround themselves with a protein coat that interferes with the ability of the immune system to identify them, not 
and or destroy them. So a popular addition to natural protocols for cancer is protease enzymes between meals. Protease enzymes often prove beneficial in autoimmune diseases, including fibromyalgia and lupus. Um, breaking down foreign proteins in the system improves and regulates immune function. So protease enzymes, enzymes even help the immune system fight infection more effectively. Uh, protease enzymes are helpful for a variety of intestinal disorders like um, gluten intolerance, it breaks down gluten. It also helps with other types of inflammatory bowel disease. Protease enzymes prevent heart disease. They help by keeping the blood from becoming too thick. So we have um, protease plus high potency protease and small intestine detox, which is pepsin, a proleolytic enzyme mixed with marshmallow. So uh, this helps cleanse the intestines and improve nutrient absorption, but either protease plus or high potency, po pro <laughs> easy for me to say folks, high potency protease um, is, that's, that's equivalent to three, one, one is equivalent to three protease pluses. Um, but protease plus has beetroot and um, protease enzymes. It has a small amount of hydrochloric acid, which aids in protein digestion. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully I will be back for another podcast. Bye.